Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, guys? It's Kristen Aurora on Barely Filtered. Woohoo! Yay, y'all. We are so excited. One of our dear friends, Christine Bullock, is here today. So real quick, Christine Bullock has been teaching fitness and working in the beauty business around the world for over two decades. She is the founder of KO Body Care and creator of Evolution 20, a 60-day fitness and nutritional program, Super Shred. Christine has certifications in Pilates, bar, and yoga, and is also certified as a nutrition and wellness counselor as well as completed her certification in pre- and postnatal wellness. Not to mention, she's also the mother of three very beautiful girls. They're so adorable. Oh, my gosh. And she's the podcast host of Keep It Simple Sexy, sharing all of her beauty and wellness secrets with us all. She's an open book, and we are so happy to have you here today. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Holy crap. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. And I love seeing you on this podcast together. And I think you're a perfect host for Unfiltered, knowing you ladies. Thank Um, you. I'm sorry about my bio, but it's like 20 plus years and whatever you every old. industry you yeah. old how yeah. old are you now 41 41, 41. i thought i was oh 42 gosh. though i was posting that i was 42 recently and my best friend from childhood had to correct me for the second time literally i'm not even kidding yeah. i was laying on a, a table yesterday getting lymphatic and i was like i don't know if i'm 33 or 34 and i like had to count back i was like okay born in 89 you i turned one in 90 and i'm like doing the numbers <laughs> and i'm like i i'm turning 34 i'm pretty sure i'm turning 34 but like i'm no, you could convince me one or the other. I need, I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. So let alone my yeah. age. <laughs> At this stage of the pregnancy, it's not the first time I've done that though. When I was 36, I thought I was 37 for the entire year. She corrected me then. She came to town to visit. She was like, Dude, you're not, we're not 37. And so I had to actually Google it because I didn't believe it. Are we in denial or we're just like, we stopped counting or we're just stupid? I, I just know. love that you you could Google yourself. Yeah. Like, just Google January 18th. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that point, that was actually a question yeah. I wanted to ask yeah. you because you look absolutely insane. Oh, and we are all about aging gracefully, but we're, Aurora and I are absolutely very open books. Like, give me the Botox. But we were just discussing before yeah. we started this. I can't wait to be done being pregnant so that I can get new boobs and do all the things, all the wellness, all the treatments. So yeah. what's like a treatment or service or something you swear by that like actually works? That's like really kept you aging gracefully. I mean, for what? You know, I mean, there's so <laughs> many different kinds of treatments, I guess. I mean, if we're talking just like face, I mean, there's 
one thing I think that's really important that I wish I would have known in my 20s is not just hydration. Like hydration is so vital. Like just, I know exactly. Chug that water, be drinking the water. But we're also focused on collagen and we stop producing collagen around the age of 26, okay? So yes, it's great to supplement that, but even with the top collagen on the market, we don't know how our body absorbs that specific type of collagen. Like from one production to another production, we don't know. So we need on the other side of it, your collagen needs to save your collagen, to create new collagen. It needs to be really hydrated back to that. So I wish I would have been taking hyaluronic acid and ceramides since I was younger. The antioxidants are great too for protection as well and building. But those three things have made such a difference in my skin all over face, body, all of that. Like I feel like it's erased years for me. So is this in supplement form? Yeah. Take it in supplement form. For our listeners, can you explain? It's great for your joints too. Yeah, exactly. Can you explain the benefits of collagen? Because some people, collagen is starting to become popular, which is great because I'm a firm believer in that as well as my belly is stretching. Yeah. I need it for the elasticity. So, But guess what? If you're dehydrated, that collagen is still going to be dehydrated and saggy and break and mm. all of that. You need the hydration, I think, more than the collagen. Wow. For your own collagen and for you to produce collagen. And on that note, I, I believe you have, do you have collagen products with KO? We do. And it actually yeah, has those things collagen. in it, but that's not why I'm saying it. I really, from now taking that for two years, narcissist hyaluronic acid and the ceramides, like I used to take the hyaluronic acid separately. Never did I do the ceramides, which I wish I would have done, but I'd be like on it and off it and all of that. And it has just made my skin so supple, so soft. I need less skincare. And honestly, after 20 plus years in fitness, my joints were like clickety clack, clack, mm-hmm. clack. They're, they don't do that anymore. What are ceramides that I'm not familiar with? So hyaluronic acid is water hydration, holds 10 times your weight in water, right? So that is great, but we also need lipid hydration. Lipids are what really creates our skin barrier. Our skin par- barrier is what protects us from the aging process. So as you break it down with lasers, with peels, with retinols, glycolic, if we're overdoing that, then we're more prone to all the pollutants in the environment also aging us in the sun and all of that much faster. So the thing that I'm more focused on in my 40s, instead of actually doing tons of treatments, I've just stopped and I focused on really hydrating with those two things, adding the, you know, there's collagen in it too. So collagen's great, but I kind of think it's like, eh, I see more results with those. And doing the same thing in my topical skincare, no major treatments. I've actually stopped the retinols for a while to repair my skin barrier and to, you know, just have this nice, like a baby. Like yeah, they have a beautiful protective I, skin barrier. I always yeah. say I want to look six. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're, so you're starting from the inside out now versus yeah. doing everything on top. You're starting truly from what yeah. you're putting in your body. Yeah. And working out. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, I think there's great treatments too. Like, you know, all of my girlfriends are talking about Morpheus and there's a few other treatments that are very similar. But I would just say this, and in speaking to, I used to work with plastic surgeons and I'm still friends with so many. So I, I quiz them, a lot of the top plastic surgeons in I town. I love that you quiz plastic yeah, surgeons. Yeah, I want to know what their opinions are. And everyone's opinion, and I can talk about the threading too, because they've all had the same opinions as well. But with the Morpheus, the thing that you need to know is that deeper is not better mm-hmm. with this. And that's the same thing for like all therapy. When it first came out years ago, they were going very deep. But we have 
fat tissue when we're young, right? And as we age, we lose that fat. And so then we suddenly feel like we've aged. We have like a lot of sagging. And I've been through that too, gaining weight for pregnancy, then I lose it, you know, it's like, right. and the Morpheus is radio frequency. So the all therapy too, I forget what that's based on, but it's the same sort where it will burn that fat. Right. Right. Like, in, like in, oh. as calories. So is I do recommend going a little bit more shallow. And now all the plastic surgeons that I've taught, spoke to, like the best ones, have been backing that same yeah, thing. Yeah, and That's you heard it here, ladies. Deeper is not always better. <laughs> I do. Well, for <laughs> Morpheus. Just for Morpheus. Yeah, that totally. makes sense. And just the fact that, like, you know, hydration is not just drinking water. There's ways to optimize our hydration. And I've learned that in my recent years that, you know, if you have electrolyte water before you drink or after when you're hungover, it makes such a difference yeah. because a lot of times like the water that we're drinking, whether or not it's hard water or, you know, if it's not filtered, it, it, there's the whole alkaline and pH minerals. levels, the minerals. We're not benefiting from the water that we're drinking the way that we yeah. once thought we were. It's kind of like the foods that we eat. You could exactly. have the cleanest foods, organic, but they still don't have the nutrients that they once had from our soils because it's just not there. So it's great. I think it's great to supplement that too. We just started getting water delivered and it is a game changer. Yeah. Oh. I thought my filtered water, and you, water. You can actually look This is up, not an ad. <laughs> you, <laughs> can it's a, great. you can actually look up in your area, type in your zip code and they will tell you what is in the water and it'll tell you, oh, this chemical is in it and wow. you have a 300% bigger chance of getting this cancer. Yeah. We saw that and I could not believe my eyes. So we started getting it delivered. It's incredible. It's mineral water and we call it North Pole water. I want to pivot just for a second because I want to talk about body image and I for your whole, I mean, if you look at Christine's evolution of her body, there was one point where she was literally like you... For work, you were a bodybuilder, right? Were you performing or like I was on, I was doing, no, I, I never competed, but I was doing a lot of, I was like on American Gladiators. I was on the cover of magazines. I was like the ads for P90X like and Insanity. So shredded. Back in the day. Insanity shredded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my question for you is, as a mom now, I know That's that bad. it took you, it took you a long time to conceive your biological daughters mm -hmm. and you guys had always wanted to adopt. That was like always whether or not you could have your own kids. But my question is, do you think the all of the stress that you put on your body to maintain a certain image or body fat? Do you think that that maybe contributed to your difficulties getting pregnant? Absolutely. Okay, so in what Absolutely. way? Absolutely, And I mean, I don't have any clinical data on this, but I know so many of the other girls in fitness and for years. So that was like in my early 30s. I think it took us eight years to get pregnant. We adopted before that and had always wanted to. But through that time too, like, and after like so many girls have reached out to me that have been in the fitness industry and have gone through the same exact like, infertility stuff as well. Were you getting a period? No, but okay. that's that's there's starts, two reasons right? for this, guys. Yeah. So I also have PCOS, which is a big thing that women have. So I think the combo of that with PCOS, it's something so many more women are getting, you know, an inflammatory kind of disease. And, but that was also probably kind of like clicked on in my body from all of that too. Because I was a ballerina before that. I was a yoga instructor before all of that too. So I've always been kind of, I don't want to call it intense, but I love fitness. I've been doing it for since I was like three, five, so seven you days did a week. love it. It wasn't. I know that oh, you loved. It. I know that your mom was body conscious with you when you were growing up, yeah. making sure that you were eating the right, eating foods healthy, and yeah. putting you in ballet when you were 
super young. Was she like a little bit of a stage mom or? Not at all. Okay. I, I begged to be put into okay. ballet. And so that's I something really that was in it. you. And my dad has run every day for 40 plus years. My parents both ran marathons. They were both really healthy. You know, my mom, we just like, you know, we had like thousand grain bread. She was like Whole Foods before Whole Foods right. existed in like a Pittsburgh cool suburb. Then. That was weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. But, but, but that I fine. ate my best friend. Then I talked about her meal every day at lunch. Oh my God. But the, yeah. there, there's that fine line. I actually just had an interesting conversation with a mother. She mm-hmm. struggled from an eating disorder and her whole work is working with mostly women and children as young as eight and nine. And she said a lot of it stems from the mother. And so do, do you think that you like, Aurora I don't think my kids saying, are going to get any eating disorder from my husband drinking whiskey and yeah. <laughs> pizza out of the trash can all the time. Yeah, like, right. but, you know, but, you, but you're saying you had a we good think healthy. Of it more. Yeah, I'm so well, she was too healthy. I think we didn't okay. have the other things. We didn't have Doritos. We didn't have Oreos. Really, she said, if you really want it, we'll go out and, and get it. So I have a much more balance. You know, we have the other stuff for my kids too. And I give it to them. They get it as like rewards a little bit too. You pantry know. poppy. Pan- pantry I was going to say, I have one kid literally <laughs> called pantry poppy and the other one that eats mushrooms, my olives, sardines are her favorite foods. That so. is hilarious. You know, how lucky ways. you are to have a kid yeah. that eats that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I struggle with that too, because I always, I believe in an 80, 20 and yeah. I want it. There's that fine line where I want them to be healthy, but same thing. I don't give my kids Dorito and they call it poison. And I don't even like them. So it's, yeah, but it's, there's that fine line, right? As a mom, you want to be a good influence and you want your kids to live this long, healthy life, but you don't want to, you never know the effects it's going to have on them long-term. Yeah. So what are some tools, like as someone who is in the spotlight, you're doing all these apps and photo shoots and you're absolutely stunning and fit. Okay, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. That's right. Whole body. It's a one-stop shop. If you've seen the ads on Instagram, I know you have. I'm here to tell you that I was your test dummy and I took it and I am obsessed. So I start every morning. I do the Murph run. That is a workout that honors late Navy SEALs. Give it a try. It'll kick your ass. And the first thing I do is I mix my AG1 powder and water. What I love really is that it's easy. I just put it in my little shaker, put a scoop, put some water. Boom. I am getting jam-packed with nutrients, vitamins, probiotics. We're talking gut health, hair, skin, nails, all the things. I love it. It makes me feel energized. It makes me feel clean. It just makes me feel incredible. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Not only does it make me feel amazing, but it's a kind of like a one-stop shop where I'm getting all of my daily vitamins, 75 minerals and vitamins in just one packet. So if you want to try it and you want to feel as focused and amazing as I have been feeling lately, I highly suggest. So sharing with you guys, if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash barely filtered. That's drinkag1.com slash barely filtered. Jump on the train, check it out. Enjoy. If you've been following me on Instagram, you may have seen the trip I took this past summer aboard the most incredible cruise ship I've ever been on. I didn't think I was a cruise person, but this experience surpassed all my expectations. From truffle hunting in Tuscany, pesto making in Portofino, boating in Corsica, and exploring Rome on scooters, I did not want the trip to end. 
And since now I'm pretty much a cruising super fan, I was just in Florida celebrating National Sisters Day um, aboard the Celebrity Equinox, where they announced sister godmothers of their new ship, the Celebrity Ascent. So Captain Sandy and her sister Michelle are the new sister godmothers of Celebrity's most innovative ship yet, which is just mind-blowing because I can't imagine a ship that's any better than the one I was on this past summer. You two are invited to sail aboard the Celebrity Ascent, which is going to the Caribbean in late 2023 and then Europe in summer 2024. The ship also has brother co-captain, so it's just one big family affair. And in honor of National Sisters Day and the inauguration of the Celebrity Ascent, you can use code Sisters Who Sail, which will get you $100 in onboard credit when you book a celebrity cruise. What are some things that you do as a mother to protect your children from keeping that healthy balance? I mean, I don't talk about body. I don't talk about, you know, chubby, skinny, love handles. I don't say anything like that in front of them. I mean, maybe once in a blue moon, but I don't even think that way anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's just not a verbiage that I have. It's just about telling them being really positive to them in all sorts of way. Even like, you know, I think the term we say to girls all the time, you're so pretty Mm. and boys, you're so cute, whatever. I don't, I, if I say it and I'm like, and you're so smart and you're so funny. So I start immediately focusing on the other things that are really important too, you know, and I think it's just about getting right with yourself too, because yes, having been in the body industry, I was either too skinny or I was too cut or I wasn't cut enough or too feminine or too masculine. I mean, it was, you know, you're constantly going out on additions. And I think there's a point where you realize you're never going to be optimally for everybody. And so you just get to be who you want to be. And kind of going back to your question too, of like what that does to your body. I think that there is a different sort of issue now. I mean, we have the people that, you know, it's hard to pick up exercise. And I understand that. Personally, I'm so busy right now. You know what I mean? I get it. I don't even want to myself. But on the other side, now there's all of these girls that are like over-exercising. There's two hours a day. They're in hot classes, whether it's dance class or it's hot yoga. They're intermittent fasting at 20. Like what? No. You know what I mean? That's something (laughs) it's just like, or like too much. It's like, or fasting 24, 48 hours, all this kind of stuff. Cause you're hearing all this information And they're really playing with their diet or they're, you know, part of it too. And the doctors came back to me. I was vegan for a while. I had tried a lot of different things because I love to experiment and try Mm -hmm. them on myself. But when every single fertility doctor I had was like, you have to eat some meat and fish and stuff like that. And honestly, when I cut the high intensity, and I'm sorry, all the people that love high intensity, but if you're already to that extreme, if your body is exhausted, you really do have to cut back. So I cut back all fitness. I started to eat meat and just a more like intuitive kind of diet, what made me feel good. And I don't want to say meditate, but I was in a more peaceful state. I found that, you know, and then I got pregnant. Oh my God. I, I do. I love that also that you meditate and do yoga and all these healthy, mindful practices with your daughters at such a young age. Tell mm-hmm. everyone how, how old they are. Yeah, they're six months. They are two and a half and five, almost six. That's incredible. I I also just want to highlight, like, I think it's such an interesting, like what you said before about how body image and and having maybe developing any kind of an eating disorder, like usually comes, they trace it back to the mom. And I think when you're like, your kids pick up on 
your energy more so than even what you're telling them a lot of times. So like if you're coming from a place of fear, like this is good, this food is going to give you cancer. This food's going to make you fat. Like all of that, like you're building fear around food for your kids. You really and are. But if you have a healthy relationship with food and you love it because it's making you feel good, like mm-hmm. your kids pick up on that too. And I think it's like such a testament that her, her oldest daughter literally eats her favorite food is like sardines, sardines yeah, and amazing. mushrooms. Yeah. But as long as, like you said, you explain it from a place of love. And I always try, I try to be with my kids. I tell them, you know, we don't eat this because we want to live a long, healthy life and we want to run forever and we want to play lots of sports and be healthy. So they know why I'm saying this. I do say it every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Like, I love it. Nothing makes me happier when my child says, like, this is the protein and here's the vegetable. So I try and explain it that way where it's like moderation because she'll eat so much fruit. And that's really, that's better than pantry poppy eating (laughs) crackers and pretzels and stuff, right? But I'm like, we still need a balance. So how can we find a balance in our our nighttime snack here? Can you find a protein or can you find a vegetable too? I love that. You know, or like a healthy car, another healthy carbohydrate. So you don't get the poops. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. don't, yeah. don't, don't even know it's protein. Yeah. Seriously. Um, it, that's crazy. So she's already thinking about it the way I think about it. Mm-hmm. I need protein Balance. in my diet. I want veggies in my diet and a little bit of fruit, you know. So going yeah. back to, I know, you know, once you became more mindful and, mm-hmm. and just intuitive with what you were putting into your body and being more healthy, mm-hmm. you got pregnant. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your fertility journey, because that is one you it's. It's unique, but you also hear a lot as far as, you know, we're trying, we're trying with your IVF and then we got pregnant naturally. Yeah. So tell our listeners yeah. about your story. I mean, my goodness, if you're going through fertility, please listen to this part, you know, mm-hmm. um, it will, you know, help you get through it, I feel like. And I'm sorry for all those ladies who are going through it or have gone through it too, but it was it was the thing in my life that has made me the strongest and really directed so many other challenges I've been through my life. Cause if I can make it through that, I can make it through anything. It just taught me a lot. And it was something too, that really changed how I looked at life. And I think that changed my body as well. But my fertility journey was like more than five years. No, it was five years of IVF and IUI. Now it's like a decade ago. So I can't even remember, but I, IVF, IUI, acupuncture, all the things, all the herbs, I had to eat them. I had to eat the salves. I had to make the bark. I had to eat the bark. I had to do the teas. You know, I did everything and we just never got viable embryos really. We got like one and then it failed, you know? And so finally on that last one, my husband was like, let, and he was the one that was like crying on the last one, which broke my heart. And I will tell you too, like, you go through and it's okay to do this. I was like in normal depression. Like I look back and I realized I was depressed, but I didn't realize I was in the process because I could be happy about other things. But I like fully backed away from all my girlfriends that were getting pregnant. Like I had to be away from that. Like, you know, I remember your post, it like broke my heart when you were like, you know, mother's, I'm going to cry talking about this. (laughs) Mother's day used to be such a day that I would dread because you watch everybody else with their kids and it's what you wanted so badly. And and it's just, that changed my perspective about asking anybody about why they don't have kids or like, you know. Yeah. Because you're trying. Yeah, you just never know. They might be trying. You never know what they're going through. And it was a challenge for me too, because it wasn't even like I wanted kids so bad, but it was like, why am I not having it? But it's still heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. So anyway, we were always going to adopt. We just thought it'd be second. So my husband's like, let's start the adoption process. And we flew through it. You know, I can go into the details of that if you want, but we flew through it. And in about five, six months, I think Remy was 
born. On like, April we finished 4th, the whole my process. birthday. Yes. We have the same birthday. <laughs> the wow. Same birthday. So you, okay, this sounds like a Fiery terrible. girls. Yes. yes, this sounds like a weird, like you're going to a kennel and picking out a dog, but did you pick her out before she was born? <laughs> no, I what think these are all great questions. I love adoption questions. So the process is like, there's a lot of background checks, first of all. Okay, so you have that. Social workers come to the house and meet with you a lot, which seems scary, but it's like the best process because you meet together, you talk about how you met, what you love in each other. You have like, you have appointments separately and you really have to talk about each other. You make a book of your life, each of your lives, your lives together, your community, your family. Wow. And that's basically what you give to the potential biological families when you think that that might be a child. You see some background information on the mom, maybe some background information on the dad, if that's available to you. And then when you're like, yeah, I, you know, I want to be part of this. Then you send these books and like you can print mass books, but we did them individually and creatively where I hand wrote. It was like, you know, a craft project. The pictures are in different markers and stuff like that. And we had applied, I guess you can say, to two families and they were little boys. But I like knew in my heart that we weren't going to get them. It was weird. I mean, maybe there was a potential. I don't always trust that gut feeling. Right. But I just like knew. And so by the third time, and this is in the process of like two, three weeks, by the third time we applied and we had heard no, you know, from the other families, I made it really fun. Like, they were kind of serious before because you don't know if you can play around with it. And, you know, knowing Bob, my husband and myself were like really funny and whatever, lighthearted. So we made really funny jokes in them. I mean, to us, they were. Yeah. <laughs> and that was what actually attracted the biological mother and father is that we were just kind of like yeah. fun and in whatever. So they, you know, they called me and I was in the car. I pulled over and they were like, we pick you. The dad was like, we cannot afford her. And he was crying and he was just so happy for somebody, you know, for her to have a good home. And then we went up to visit them too. So she's from Seattle. So we went up to visit them and we spent some time with them about two months before she was born. And then we went back up for the birth when she was born. And we were like, first people to hold her. We took her back to the biological mom's room and we all passed her around. And I just love that story. We gave them options for her name and they picked Remington Rain with us. And so we really wanted it to be a united experience. graceful for for both parties. I mean, one, that family wanted to give their daughter to someone. They went through with it to have this beautiful human that might not be here, which I understand, but she is here. Thank God. And for you to include them in the process and vice versa, you don't hear that all the time. And I just think I commend you guys. That's really, really beautiful. That's a big thing that people think about adoption all the time. And I think there's some great questions and fears with it. But I think about it as it's an open adoption. First of all, you can have a closed adoption too, right? Mm -hmm. But I am open and Remy has four families now. I'm not taking her from a family. I'm adding a family to her life. So that family is always there for her as well. You're never scared that like the mom's going to come back and be like, I want my baby back. They can't. And if that's, if she's old enough where she wants to hang out with her, then I think that, I think she should. I think she should have this experience. She's going to want to know more things about her biological background. And I'm all about that. Right. And if you give them a healthy home and a healthy understanding and confidence in who they are and what a family means, a family doesn't mean 
like one type Blood. of mom and dad. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's obviously adoption, but there's like grandma raises, aunt raises, dad raises. Totally. There's so many different kinds of families. And we all have to be very open to what that looks like for people. So what would you say to somebody who might be afraid of taking on the genetic pool and, yeah. you know, mental health, mental illnesses, any kind of thing that can be genetically passed down that you don't know about maybe? I mean, there's so many things. Yes. One, one I will say, yes, having not ever had children when I adopted, that was a fear of mine. You know, it was just like, I don't know what I'm going to get. So I think that's okay to think that. But then here, I'm, I'm here to tell you that look at your own children. Yeah. <laughs> they create great. <laughs> We make right, right yes. kids too. You can eat yes. everything healthy. You know what I mean? And you still can have cray cray kids. So, and they can be so different as well. So I just think that God's going to give you what you are supposed to have. Right. I mean, there are things in it with adoption sometimes where there were drugs used and all of that, but you typically know those kind of things going into it. But the thing is you have to have a full heart and full arms and be ready for anything to give up your life to be a parent in any way. Because, right, right there, you're going to run into different things throughout. And, you know, Remington is so, so, so smart. I'm so glad that, that she, I always say she chose us because I think you kind of choose your parents. Totally. And that's our story for her too, is that you chose us. We didn't cho- choose you. Right. Mm-hmm. You have control of this situation. You chose us. You wanted to come that way. That's how crazy amazing you are. You yeah. wanted to come through biological, get those characteristics, have our kind of like nurture characteristics, and you chose this life for you. And she hit the jackpot. But I do have <laughs> to did. ask, and this is the question that, you know, is not a cool question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Were you ever worried that you couldn't love a child that, was not your biological child. And now since that you've, since you have adopted and you had two of your own biological daughters, do you ever feel like you're favoring the ones that you birthed yourself? Yeah. Okay. So I know the biological one sleeps in your bed. Two part question. Yeah. One, I, I do think, again, there are all of those fears. I mean, I don't know if my husband went through that, but he's a dude. So I don't know if dudes even think like about Bob that wouldn't. stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Doesn't worry about anything. So I think it's, you know, you might have a moment of thinking that, but I will tell you, I never seen a psychologist before. And during that transition time where I had like had a failed IVF, ran right into adoption, I actually said, I want to go see a psychologist to make sure that I am cleared of the pain from before, before I move into this. And I think part of that was talking about those like emotional steps into adoption and what I was feeling. And I think I had like three sessions and I felt great. And I was like, no, I don't feel that way. Yeah. I'm going to love this kid, yeah. you know? So yes, there is that fear. And, you know, you can ask yourself all those things and that's absolutely fine. But you are going to love this child like your own. Mm-hmm. And now, and then I didn't even want to have any biological kids. After I, I adopted, oh, wow. I only wanted to adopt because I just didn't want that for her. You know, but God always has his own plans, I think, that are perfectly positive and what they should be. And then then we got pregnant. Then I wanted it to be a boy. Didn't want another girl, mm-hmm. right? I wanted Remy to be the only girl. And when then I got pregnant get, again, and it's two more girls. And when did you get pregnant after adoption? Well, I will tell you, I got pregnant the first month that she was born, but I had wow. a miscarriage. So I never got pregnant five years with doctors, got knocked up first month. And everybody always says it's the adoption, but it was me finally taking care of my body. You know what I mean? I get that. And yeah, you're more relaxed. But like, it was me. I have to say that to people who are going through this. 
I had done all of those things in that period of time. Right. But you were also depressed and stressed and yeah. putting that pressure on yourself. And then it sounds like you finally were able to breathe yep. and take that pressure off yourself. Well, yep. and I would argue that Remy brought a certain level of healing to your life, probably healed your heart in a way that you didn't know you even needed, right? So much so, so much so. And then I got pregnant three, two more times that year. Yeah. I had miscarriages too. Wow. So we went through that too. So then- few years later, I got pregnant and I was with the right doctor who took care of everything, the little issues that I had of why the miscarriage and we had Penelope and then we had Josephine. So then now, but now what I love is that she has two sisters and they have that special bond forever. And I will tell you, she also has a few other half siblings that have been adopted too. And we know one of them, we met them as soon as she was born because we found each other on Facebook. So wow. I love the fact that she has other half siblings that have been adopted. So she's a, the youngest sister and she's the oldest sister mm -hmm. too. And the, what was the second part of your question? Well, just, okay, It's this is a two part to my second yeah. part question. Yeah. So you had two biological children after you had yeah. your adopted child. One, mm. do you love your biological mm -hmm. children more <laughs> than your adopted child? And two, having gone through the pregnancy and the hormones and just everything that, that our body does to insist on attachment to our biological children, like, did you feel like it was a different experience? Did you feel more connected to the children that you birthed yourself? Okay, yes. It's not connected, not closer, not loved more. I love them all equally, you know, but there is something different in the sense of the biological craziness that happens in you mm -hmm. and like, you know, you're protective or whatever. But I also think that with an adoptive child, you can breastfeed them. There are ways to do it. And I chose not to. Okay. <laughs> wow. But so we were formula. We were feeding her formula and you can get breast milk, but no matter what, you're giving them a bottle. Right. And so we split the feedings up a lot more. Bobby did a lot more of the feedings in the middle of the night because I just need sleep, man. You know, it's the only thing I need in life and I can manage anything else. So automatically there is a connection to that if you, whether you realize it or not. And then he was so disappointed on the biological babies. And I think by the second one, he's like, this is the way it is. Because he was like, wait, they're stuck on your boob. Oh, that's mm -hmm. an interesting So that's thing. what starts yeah. to make the connection too. And you're, especially then when you have the older, ba an older child, and you guys know the multiples, you're protecting that baby all the time mm -hmm. from being hit, from falling all <laughs> yeah. the time. And the dad gets the older one a lot. So also the dynamic was different once that's I had biological children too. So I, you know, you're monitoring them more than just kind of sharing that experience the first time around. Yeah. So it's different, but no, I, there's no like as they grow and all of that they get in trouble the same amount they are loved the same amount well I do remember though you were a little bit of a drill sergeant with your first she was yeah. sleep trained and now yes. it's like you just got all these kids in your bed it's like what yes, happened yes. Did you they're actually not in our bed anymore <laughs> did you get lazy each other? tired or was <laughs> it bed. like a different yeah. standard for it's your a own different kids. standard it's just, it's not a different standard because of adoption and biological yeah. it's because there's like multiples and you just go downhill. Like my first child, like I have a whole YouTube video. I searched every way to food train them. And I mixed the French and the American mm -hmm. and the German. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then my second child, you know, we did a little bit of that. And then I started to have 
pantry snacks, like I said, so they had more opportunity to eat kind of some sugary foods. Now she's pantry poppy and only eats sugar, peanut butter, jellies and stuff like that. And then my third child, my nanny's kidding with me because she's finally had like a few foods like squash and whatever. But I let her lick cookies before that. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I feel right? that. Our standards just like, yeah, I think that's are, just yeah. all moms, biological yeah. or adoption. Yeah. It's like the first drink. Yeah. Make sure you use hand sanitizer yes. before you hold my baby. I'm like, let them lick my finger. The Get third, the cold. You're like, you live. All right, cool. Yeah. Like, we're totally. Yeah. <laughs> but I love what you said about kind of having an adoptive child have more of an opportunity to bond with the dad earlier because it is true when like those hormones when we birth our baby not just the fact that they need to be on our boob they fall asleep on us they fall asleep on us and also we don't want to give them to the dad yeah I'm like you don't know what you're doing like we become a little bit control freaks and it's you know it's just how it is yeah do you think the hormones are like that in a little bit because I don't remember that as much Yes, you still have it when you adopt. And it was my first child. So maybe I would have it if it was a different way around too. Yeah. you know, different order. But yeah. Well, speaking of dads, I want to talk about you and Bobby boy. Love him to death. My husband and Bob are very good friends. And you guys have been together how long? I don't a know. long time. Yeah, I always get it wrong. I think it's like 15 years total, maybe 13 years married. Yeah. And so you guys are kind of these two powerhouses. Some might argue there can't be two stars in one household. And you guys are two shining. No, I I agree. I'm the star. (laughs) Bob would totally disagree, though. He's more of a ham than you. Yeah, he he is is. funny. So how do you guys find that balance of kind of, I don't want to say whose turn is it, but at the end of the day, you have kids to take care of, right? Yeah. In life. So you can't just pick up and leave. Like, how do you find that balance and how do you keep it set? sexy and spicy after 15 years? It's a good question. Yeah. And it's funny because I am actually the introvert. I was kidding, but I would stay home and like never leave and wear pajamas every day. And he is an extrovert and he needs that to you feel good. You mean that leopard suit he was just wearing at a... Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we... It is hard, but I think we've actually found a really good balance because we do both own our own companies and we are out the door all the time. It's about knowing each other's weekly schedules a little bit. I think COVID has really helped because he knows he hmm. can work from home or work closer or take Zooms because he used to travel a lot or just be gone for trials a lot. And the work has changed a bit. You know, he has lawyers for that kind of stuff and he's managing other parts of the business. So he gets to be home more. It's still like I'm mom and I get, I want to be home for all the special things. Like hmm. I think he's missed like Halloween, St. Patty's Day at school. And I'm like, I need to be there for those. Like, like next week, I'm like, I can't leave, you mm-hmm. know? And... We just, we do like usually a mutual drop off unless somebody has something in the morning. I pick up Poppy at, you know, 12. He picks up Remy because there's way too many pickups right now. Typically, or we alternate. Or if I do a few days fully, he does a few few days fully. So we just... You communicate and you work you on the logistics. Uh, yeah. Like, and, and we balance it. Yeah, Nobody yeah. has to do more, you know, one right. thing more. It just has to get done. Weekends we argue a little bit because I'm like, you got to put the stuff in the dishwasher, yeah. man. Like in yeah. the argument last <laughs> week, he's like, you got to stop nagging. I was like, well, then put the stuff in the dishwasher. <laughs> what I love about your relationship too is that like when you guys first started dating, like Bob, like you were the breadwinner. And now Bob, I mean, no, you, really, you, we we're just equal. You were just equal. We were equally like not making the, much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were all poor. But Bob had 
has like hit it so big with his yeah. with his law. Like he has this practice where it's kind of like we works for lawyers where like all the they have all different specialists. It was just like a really amazing plan, an idea. And I remember you guys telling me about how you kind of came up with it together in your kitchen and you just believed in him and let him take off with his dreams. And he let you take off with yours. And there was never any kind of like, well, it's my dreams this year. Like you got yours last year. You know, I yeah. feel like that's huge for for couples, because I know at least with my experience, like I think one of the reasons my marriage didn't work out was because of like there was this expectation that we were going to stay in our roles. And it sounds like your roles have kind of like gone back and forth like you. And now he you both have super successful fly, And companies. I love that. And I always let him fly, you know. Yeah. And I, I really admire that in him that like one, he married a girl that was like in a sports bra and shorts all the you time. Fucking before. Hot. <laughs> he did that. He I'd be like, big. oh, take that down. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. You know yeah. <laughs> that. And he's just always so supportive. I mean, even of our business and, you know, the financial needs of like owning a business and stuff like that. And it amazes me, you know, of, of how much he does that. But I will say too, to keep it sexy, because we do like, we'll go out to dinner and all we talk about is kids and business. We talk about business. We love talking business, mm -hmm. but sometimes that's not always like the sexiest thing. Yeah. But I think what you have to do is like, we can get caught up in it and it's either work kids, work kids. Like I woke right. up this morning and excuse my language, but I was like, he brought me my coffee and I go, another effing morning or another effing day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, he was like, yeah, kid. Okay. But it just feels like you just roll into each day, but we take little trips away mm -hmm. and they're business trips, but they're nice to get away. And like, we're going, you know, San Diego, just a Thursday night, be back for the kids by be Friday. Be careful. Isn't that Same how you thing. got pregnant the last two times yeah. on one of those little trips? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Actually, I know that about you guys. But that's what they're fun for. Yeah. Yeah. I also just love the two of you have this quality where you're always you're excited to help other people get a leg up. Like, I feel like Bob is like, I oh, have yeah. this great idea. It worked out great for me. Like, let me show you how to do it. And you've always been such a champion for me to helping, you know, showing up at all my stupid events and like, you no, so like, supportive. And I think that's where Tyler and Bob get along so great. And I saw Bob on one of his reels. He was doing an interview and he basically said like, I want us all to be on a private jet together. Yeah. And like, that's the type of people I fuck with. Like, yes. all I want to totally. he's not like a, I, both of you aren't a, I want you to do great, just not better than me, which is a lot of people. You guys yeah. are like, yeah. how can I help you? Yeah. Here's my network. Here's my contact. Let me tell you. I mean, the first time we met, you were telling me like, this is how you start a product. This is what you need. <laughs> right. This is the employees. And I was like, wow, this girl knows what she's and, doing. And those are the people that grow too, because it's yes. like people who have that mentality of like, there's not enough for everybody to go around. They hit a, a cap. But yes. like, if you have a mentality like that like I saw a meme the other day where I got all my information and it's like <laughs> you only have a certain number of spots for friends in your life so those friends better be getting you fucking rich yes. like all of your yes. friends need to be helping each yes. other get true. rich it's yes. true if you have great friends that are continuing to grow you're going to continue to grow too totally. I never even thought about it that way too but I like people that are, aren't stagnant because they are unhappy those yes. are the unhappy people and so you want people that want to grow around you and it is the same way like I have an all women run business right now which I love. And I just recently had the conversation. I was like, I want you to grow as much as this company grows. Like part of my mission is I actually could somewhat care less about the products more so than taking care of the people that have been there with me. Like I want you to grow, mm. you know. And tell us about your business. Mm -hmm. Tell us briefly what it is and where you started, how you started and how you're balancing as a as a mother mother of three, a wife. I don't know how, and you look so amazing. How are you balancing it? Where do you want it to go? I, in a perfect world, where do you see yourself? Yeah. I mean, 
I guess I'm more altruistic with this stuff. Like Bob thinks more of like what the cash flow is. Now I do too, which I actually love that because I, I like being a, a, a boss like that, like mm-hmm. really thinking about the other way because I'm more of the creative type. But it started because of the postnatal certification, which you added into <laughs> that bio. Thank you. But I was working with so many pregnancy and pregnant women, even when I wasn't having babies and I learned through a doula. But because their skin was changing. Like I could do the muscle, I could repair the muscle and all this, but skin changed. And then, you know, the clients were getting older with me. I'm next to a 20 year old in my thirties and my skin's changing from never wearing SPF on my belly. And there was nothing on the market at the time. There was like CVS 499 and there was La Mer 395 or something with some chemicals in it still. So (laughs) luckily I had a friend and her family owned a lab, had produced skincare. So we put it together. I still use that lab. And I created KO and we were the first luxury body care, high performance on the market. And we started the entire universal trend that you see right now. Very proud of it. Face grade Mm -hmm. body care. And that was like seven years ago now that I started this business. We launched into supplements and everything. And I mean, you see how like people really like we had to explain it for the first two years, like why you needed that. And then Harper's Bazaar and a bunch of magazines were like face grade body care trend of the year 2017 or 18 and it just really started to pick up since then supplementation you see even more so now I mean it was always big but it was like whey protein and collagen before and we see a lot more available but we really think about like the inside out and keeping it simple like I have the podcast keep it simple but I need tip I people always think like I have a very clean diet and I think ahead and I do so much fitness or whatever. I barely work out for 20 minutes a week, an hour a week right now with the three kids and talking about balance. You know, I shove some protein in my mouth and usually the weekends I live on fried chicken and French fries with my kids. They actually eat better than I do. And, but I just make sure I supplement like, you know, with our KO greens, with the collagen that I said, so I'm getting hydration with our bloat when I'm not eating good foods for yeah. my gut health. I love the turmeric. Yeah. The and, turmeric, the turmeric. and I love that it's like, like you said, like, keep it simple. Like this is yeah. pure curcumin, which is like, you don't need any of the other fillers. And it's so effective. Like you guys, this passion flower one that you have, the chill out one. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is just I'm supplement. I'm on two a day right now. <laughs> I was like, this is just a supplement. It's probably not going to work that much. Yeah. Like if it's not a prescription, I, I don't really believe in it usually. So I took like four. I remember I texted you and I was like, why am I high out of my mind right now? Like, what is in this? So these, these are potent. Do only take as directed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have a stress support for sure. And I just live off of two a day right now. Yeah. But there's no, no real balance and it's tiring. And you know, my newborn was colic, had a lot of issues. And so for a period of time, about five, six months, I was like, I got to get rid of this business. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then one day I finally got more than four hours of sleep again. And she was doing better. And I was like, Oh, I want to do it again. I'm a superhero. So it is. It's hard to balance it, you know? And you're also a host for your podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, that's insane how much you're doing. So tell us about the podcast as well. And we're just going to, you know, wrap this up here. I want to tell everyone where we can find you on socials. And then, of course, your podcast as well. Yeah. Keep it simple, sexy, (laughs) you know, on iTunes. But it's wherever you listen to your podcast. We're on YouTube as well. So you have visual. And then my socials just at Christine Bullock. And we have all the tips at KO Body Care. You know, we have it, the TikTok, the Instagram, all the fun stuff. all the funny reels. (laughs) I keep it simple and pretty lighthearted. Well, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you so much. You are goals. Make sure you guys follow her and check out her podcast. Thank you so much. And we'll put all the um, supplements and everything into the show notes and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. 
note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.